Hello and welcome to Punch a Hole in the Wind, a look at some of the great thoroughbred racehorses who have graced our racetracks all around the world over the last century or so. I'm Ollie Hine and it's great of you to join me on this exciting trip down memory lane. My aim is to both remind you of some of your heroes from years gone by, but also to introduce you to some others whom you may not be so familiar with. We return again to what I call the golden decade of US racing, the 1970s, when so many timeless greats revealed themselves. Today's subject was one of those horses who will always be remembered as something quite out of the ordinary, with victories, and one performance in particular, that had to be seen to be believed. The date was the 9th of June, 1973, and the race was the Belmont Stakes the third leg of the US Triple Crown, and open to the best three-year-old horses that the US had to offer. A mere five colts turned out, largely because many others had been scared away by the horse that had won the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness Stakes, the first two legs of the Triple Crown. That colt's name was Secretariat. In retrospect, the non-runners were right. To enjoy this race, if race is indeed the right word, you don't need to be a horse racing fan. Arguably, you don't have to be a fan of sport per se. What you would ideally need to possess is an appreciation of beauty and awe. Because watching the grainy footage of this race now through the hazy prism of history, we still experience what the large New York crowd doubtless felt that day. We can't quite believe what we're watching. But let us rewind three years to see how we got there. Secretariat came from decent stock. His sire, Bold Ruler, had himself won the Preakness Stakes. And he stood out from the day he was foaled, the 30th of March 1970, at Meadow Stable, Virginia. Nicknamed Big Red because of the vibrant hue of his chestnut coat, Secretariat was a leader and a clown in the paddock from early days, closely guarded by his dam, Something Royal. When his owner, Penny Chenery, first visited the foal when he was merely days old, she made an entry in her notebook. The message simply said, Wow. Initially, he was to be known as Scepter, but that was rejected by the Jockey Club registry as having been taken, as were Chenery's follow-up suggestions of Game of Chance, Something Special, and Royal Line. Only a diplomat family friend's suggestion of Secretariat passed a Jockey Club muster, and a legend was christened. Sent into training under Quebecois Lucien Lorrain, his first race, a five-and-a-half furlong aqueduct maiden, was something of a baptism of fire, as another juvenile running very green, Quebec, cut up the field, causing all manner of bumping, with Secretariat stumbling badly. His jockey that day, Paul Feliciano, remarked afterwards that it was only his horse's abnormal strength that got him back up to fourth that day. He ran eight further times that year, winning seven, and only coming second in the Champagne Futurity after being demoted from first by the judges for a minor infringement. Such had been his electric performances that in a rare turn of events for a two-year-old, he was awarded Horse of the Year. By now, Ron Turcott was his regular rider. During the winter, Secretariat eventually grew to an imposing 16.2 hands, but of true note were his exceptionally powerful hindquarters and his massive chest. 
no one could recall any racehorse having to have a specially made girth, as he did to fit his barrel-like 76 inches. An admiring Australian trainer once saw him and said simply, He is incredible, an absolutely perfect racehorse. I never saw anything like him. But Chenery now had a problem. Already in a minority as a strong woman in a man's world, her father Christopher passed away in January 1973, leaving her with a monstrous tax bill on the estate. Left with little choice, she had to syndicate Big Red's breeding rights to a consortium of very willing buyers, with the understanding that this would start at the end of his three-year-old season. Such was his reputation already, however, that they paid a record $6.08 million for him, which, in 1973, meant that pound for pound, Secretariat was officially worth more than his weight in gold. After a succession of warm-up races, and always wearing his distinctive blue and white checked hood to match the silks worn by jockey Ron Turcott, he won the Kentucky Derby in the still-standing record time of 1 minute 59 and 2 fifth seconds, the first ever under two minutes. He beat the highly regarded Sham, who again came second to him in the Preakness, where once more Secretariat beat the track record. When analysis was done after both races, something strange emerged. He had run each quarter mile quicker than the last. Horses just weren't meant to do that. He didn't just look different, he ran differently too. And then to the Belmont. Unlike his previous tactics of being settled further back and then working his way gradually to the front, Turkert chose to surprise his rivals. And, as soon as the gate slammed open, nudged him to the front. Together with Sham, they rapidly drew ten lengths clear of the others, going absurdly quickly for a twelve furlong race. Halfway through, the luckless Sham realised that he couldn't keep up with the remorseless, gut-busting gallop that Secretariat was maintaining. Sham's spirit, one senses, finally broken. But perhaps Big Red had himself set off too quickly. At that halfway point of six furlongs, Secretariat was timed as having gone two seconds faster than the track record for an actual six furlong sprint at Ascot Racecourse at the time. But stop! He didn't. Instead of gradually succumbing to his exertions, he relentlessly pulled away, appearing to be slowly morphing into Pegasus. As he flashed past the post, a barely comprehensible 31 lengths separated this mighty thoroughbred from the very best of his contemporaries. This simply never happens in any flat races, let alone a classic. He had beaten the 12 furlong track record by two and a half seconds. Turkut, who had been nothing more than a barely moving passenger throughout, had trouble stopping the eager colt, so Secretariat ended up beating the 13 furlong world record too, for good measure, even though the race had long finished. Years later, an ever-mesmerised Turkut recounted, I never experienced anything like it. Faster, faster, faster. Enemy hoofbeats soon disappeared. Too far behind us on the track for me to hear. What a race. What a memory. Secretariat now went one step better than Native Dancer and others, gracing not just the covers of Time, but also of Newsweek and Sports Illustrated. He was a phenomenon. 
but his timing was also prescient. With the backdrop of Watergate and Vietnam on the airways, writer George Plimpton pointed out that Secretariat was the only honest thing in the country at the time, where the public so often looks for the metaphor of simple, uncomplicated excellence, the big red horse had come along and provided it. You would think such an extraordinary horse would never get beaten. But although he easily won several more races that year, including the Canadian International and Marlborough Cup, before retiring to stud, he was also beaten into second a couple of times, first in the Whitney Stakes in Saratoga, and then in the Woodward Stakes, by horses demonstrably inferior in the scheme of things. It is inexplicable at one level, but racing is a capricious game, and the thoroughbred, forever skittish, has to be in the right mood to run. Then again, he might just have been ill, or left a couple of gallops short in training. At stud, he was a moderate success, confirming what breeders will often tell you, that when you breed the best with the best, you can still only hope for the best. In fact, the start was nerve-wracking for the syndicate, as Secretariat's sperm showed immaturity, so he was first tested, with less risk attached, on three non-purebloods. Fortunately, they all fell pregnant. His greatest success thereafter was undoubtedly as a sire of excellent broodmares. After he was euthanized in 1989 following a very painful month-long bout of untreatable laminitis, it was discovered that his heart was gigantic. At an estimated 22 pounds, fully two and a half times bigger than average. Maybe this X-factor mutation made the difference between very good and great. He was buried at Clairborn Farm in Kentucky, next to his sire Bold Ruler and his grandsire Nasrullah. In a break with tradition, Connections decided not to just bury his head, heart and hooves, but the entire body. Perfection, they felt, needed to stay that way. Secretariat's legacy remains mind-boggling. Aside from the five statues of him dotted around the world, memorabilia associated with him goes for prices that dwarf that of other horses. One of the horseshoes from his Kentucky Derby success went at auction for over $80,000. One of the nails from one of his Belmont Stakes horseshoes sold for over $6,000. Everyone still wants a link to Big Red, and especially that Belmont Stakes. But there is, perhaps, a more telling coda to the events of that balmy June day. As the crowd eventually drifted away, doubtless still shaking their heads in uncomprehending wonder, the on-track bookmakers started reporting something unusual. A huge portion of the winning tickets weren't cashed in that day, or any subsequent day. And gradually, it dawned on everyone as to why. This otherworldly performance had had such a telling effect on so many spectators that they had instead chosen to keep their winning betting slips as mementos. To them, being up a few dollars was nowhere near as important as being able to later proudly show a scruffy piece of paper that proclaimed, quite simply, I was there. To find out more about Secretariat and other greats from the past, check out my book, Punch a Hole in the Wind, out now and available online and in bookshops. Next time, we'll go to a different part of the world and share the exploits of another great horse from another era who could punch a hole in the wind.
But until then, this is Oli Hine signing off and saying thank you for listening.